Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of Ring Crew Radio. I'm the high flyer, Frank Cliff, always coming off the top rope. I'm joined by my co-host, Nikki Kayfabe, the most hated man in the IWC, and the arbiter of professional wrestling, PJ Stackpole. We are episode 86, and we are days, mere days, gentlemen, from the two-night extravaganza known as WrestleMania, the <laughs> showcase of the immortals. I can't do this if this is going to be how it is. The show of shows, the granddaddy of them all, the, most the greatest spectacle in sports and entertainment, and we will be watching it live in Brooklyn, New York. You were never coming. You were never coming, but that doesn't absolve you from being the I'll biggest right low-down piece of trash I've ever met in my fucking book life. Book it right now. Kayfabes, I don't know who you think I am, and I don't know where you think I work, but if you think I could just declare that I'm off for the next five days and I'm going to WrestleMania, you must think I'm fucking SRS. Or someone else who doesn't have a real it's job. two days. It's not. It's at least four. Friday, it's at least four. Saturday. Sunday, Monday. Sunday. You don't work Sundays. Okay, fine. So I'm, I'm sorry. It's at least uh, three days off from work. Yeah. That I can't get now. So I take it Nikki Cafe bailed on going to Mania, Francis. Oh, he did something even worse, PJ. He, what did he do? He bailed, then unbailed. Mm -hmm. Then rebailed. I didn't rebail. And I then said with I was... 72 hours left says, oh, not only do I want to go to WrestleMania, brother, I want to go to the <laughs> national fucking championship. national championship in New Orleans. We're going to go across the world in 80 days. Go I did say that. fuck yourself. You're a piece of shit. I said that Saturday. Nikki Kayfabe notoriously has commitment issues. Beyond anything. Yeah, he can't commit anything days in advance. He has to do it the day of. And when you're dealing with flights and... Travel, state travel. I'll do it right now. I'll book it. I can't. He's missing the point. I'm now, not he's missing it's, the point. It's a tell Scotty point. to work for you. But I will tell this: the reason why I now he's dead to me for at least 366 days. <laughs> okay, a year until and a next day. Mania. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. It's going to be the same week, but he's dead to me right now. I'm not happy with him. I'm angry about him. I'm just. I'm not happy. A and what made it worse? Was last night, I'm on my phone, I'm minding my own fucking business. I'm on Twitter, I ain't even getting in no trouble. I'm not fighting with any idiots who think that AEW's good. I'm not doing anything wrong. And I see, oh, a Shawn Michaels is doing a signing, and he's signing title belts. Mm. Well, I got a title belt sitting there <laughs> that's been waiting for a Shawn Michaels autograph for about five years. I have never got to meet Shawn Michaels since I was a little, little innocent youth. And all I wanted to do was meet Sean. And he was never at an access I went to. He was always busy because he's a, I guess, Hollywood hunter. But he was there. And I could have met him. And instead, I will be sitting here playing Pinochle, watching Mania from home because you're a piece of shit and garbage and trash. <laughs> and you have one what? year to make this up Which to me. Which belt would you have let him sign? Well, I have a, that's a good point, Kayfabe. You actually, I almost <laughs> forgot I had the IC strap there. No, it would be the WWE. Yeah, I got to get the... He was the last one to hold that Really throw, throw him for a loop. Give him the smoking skull. Yeah, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> I, seen, I seen Kurt Hawkins sign a diva belt once. Oh, my God. That's kind of funny. Not far off. 
I personally, I would, <laughs> I would have, I could tell you the one thing I was looking forward to more than the belt. I would have went in his ear. I would have really got close to him, buddy, buddy. I would have said they wear masks during this. Okay. So, you so does the entire world, Kayfabe. I, this is close. the life I live. All right, but I would have got close enough to whisper in his ear and say, Brett's pussy, right? <laughs> and that would have been my that my life's made. I, I could die happy and man. And he would have said, oh, yeah. <laughs> but now I have to die a miserable man because you're a oh, piece of shit. 366 days, motherfucker. Well, you're going to die a miserable man no matter what happens, Francis. <laughs> but you'll be watching it here. You're going to enjoy yourselves. It's mania season. Not even season. We're here. We're here. This is the last ring for radio. It's the last stop it's on the, the last road. stop on the road to WrestleMania, and in the immortal words of one Black Jack Mulligan, the grimiest, beer stealiest <laughs> co-host that there's ever been. We'll get to that. Who had? I was going to say we'll get to WrestleMania <laughs> at the end of our program. And a quick word to Mulligan. I actually did you did you listen to Church Kayfabe? No, no, negative. I, and I was going to listen to it. But I had to wash my hair that day, so. <laughs> but I did catch wind of something Black Jack said. He just buys the beer, and I just drink it. That was an adult. <laughs> right? That was an adult yeah, that old, said that. He's older than you, that's for sure. He's older than me. Yeah. And he just... He's a grown man. Yeah, and he's just like, I'm just going to keep drinking his beer, so fuck you. I ain't bringing it. <laughs> Brian? I ain't bringing it, Brian. How about you bring your own, leave it there, put my name on it, and you keep it stocked, you coward. Ring Cruz Central has become a dry county. Yeah, no, I'm mad disrespectful. I used to like Mulligan, too. So now I'm back on you. I'm back on the I'm back on the Frank Cliff train. That's right. Anywho, catch church on Friday nights if you have nothing else to do on a Friday <laughs> night. This week it will be on Thursday, but thank you. Oh, there we go. You heard it here first. So, so what do you call thing. it? Thursday night mud show. Thin ice over there. <laughs> Thin ice. Thin ice. Impact. Well, next time I see <laughs> Mulligan, I'm gonna slap him in his face. Much like <laughs> The top story in media today, in entertainment today, Will Smith walked on to the stage on the Oscars, confronted Chris Rock, slapped him upside his head for a joke he made about Jada Pinkett Smith being bald. So, Frank, I don't even know whose side of this I'm she on. She had alopecia. Okay, I, I understand. I understand as, the whole thing. As. Then he went back to his seat. He cursed a little bit. And then moments later, you know, as usually happens, after you commit assault, he was awarded an Oscar and given a standing <laughs> ovation and preached the importance of peace in the world. So that was the Oscars. Francis, did you catch some of this? Because uh, I woke up to just... It was a, pandemonium. A, oh, my God. I made memes. I made a good one. I, I was I impressed with those. Feel. We're going to drop them, them on, the, uh, on our social media pages. But, Frank, tell us your take on this. I'm torn because you know I love Will Smith. Mm-hmm. It's been my guy. I was. Anyone I, in the news is Frank's guy. Well, it tends to be a bad trend, apparently. <laughs> but no, uh, Will Smith, I always loved him. I, I fucking, that movie Concussion, I thought he should have won an Oscar for... Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Why should he win an Oscar? Because he put on an accent? No, he was he was great in that movie. He was great. It's just like when Leo Deca- De, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar for the worst movie that he was in. Because they owed him. Because they owed him, and right? They owed Will Smith. Like this Wolf time. of Wall Street, he should have won. And this, in my mind, I'm not saying King Richard wasn't a great movie. I think it was. I just don't think it was nearly as good as Concussion. Right? Don't you hate the Wolf of Wall Street? I do, but that's yeah. irrelevant. <laughs> do you really? It's a douchebag movie. Well, it's a movie that douchebags watch. Is that American Psycho? 
They just you don't like American Psycho. I like them just fine. I don't like the people that like them. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Okay, and, and so it's sullied it all for me. But that's I a understand. topic for another day. Good to know. <laughs> Is the Departed in that list? I figured. I love it, it the sounds Departed. like it's right up that alley. I though. love the de- nah. Jackson the Departed. They like watching. Oh my God, he's rich and he and, and, but violent and he does coke. Oh, I want this to be my life, but and yet they like losers <laughs> who don't leave their couch. But anyway, Francis, this is a topic for another day. Yeah, I'm torn. I love Will Smith. I don't think he was right. I mean, the Oscars is just a shit show. I, Amy Schumer stinks. She's the most unfunny human being on the earth. She is profoundly unfunny. It's amazing that she is even allowed on television. She's horrendous. She literally makes me want to just not watch whatever she's on. Bro, like WWE bad comedy is often better than her. I have not seen a comedian... I don't even want to call her a comedian. That's insulting to people like Richard Pryor, who could make my sides hurt. This The only thing she make, makes me have to do is take a shit. That's what I want to do whenever I see Amy Schumer. I'm kind Schumer. of strangely attracted to her. I don't know why. You probably want to hate fuck her, because she's so unfunny. Ziggler fucked her. I That's heard, true. Ziggler did heard, pop uh, it. So you say nah, you're so torn. So she's really a fucking drag on lost talent, huh? Look at that. So you say you're torn. I'm not torn at all. I also loved Will Smith. He stayed out of trouble. Well, he seemed to be, he seemed to have it together. You never caught him doing stupid shit. You know, he never made unfortunate remarks about current events. That, And then in one night, he acted all. like a buffoon. Mm-hmm. What gives you the right to attack a comedian? Why you? Why are you not allowed to be made fun of? Or your wife, who's a celebrity in her own right. This is not some strange, this is not some innocent fucking lady that, you know, tries to stay out of the public spotlight. She was. She's always in, on TV. She's in movies. And he made a ball joke. They make fun of everybody. How come no one shot Ricky Gervais? How come Mel Gibson? <laughs> Ricky Gervais went for fucking. How hit come Mel Gibson didn't go up there and just fucking machine gun everyone who made fun of him? Because you're in the public light, you're a public figure, and you have to tolerate some degree of humiliation and jokes at your expense. And he couldn't do it. And he went up there like a clown. What would have happened? Ask yourself if a waiter had gone on stage and slapped Chris Rock, arrested, doxed, fired thrown away, never to be seen or heard from again. But this fucking guy, because he's better than us, because he's better than you and me, just like the, the waiters need to wear the masks, he can just go assault somebody and <laughs> moments later, moments later, be handed an award and given a standing ovation by the very people who later that day tweeted nasty things about Are him. Are you saying that he shouldn't have won the award? No. I You're saying have, he shouldn't have... I'm saying they should have said, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Leave. I think the choice. And then, of- and then, when you get your reward, hey, let's have Chris Rock accept on your behalf since you couldn't be here because you had to act like a savage. My biggest problem is I think if you're going to make a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, you went for the wrong thing. Like making fun of someone who has a sickness that causes them to be bald, especially if they're a women, a woman, which has got to be worse for that shit. I would imagine. It's got. It, I I wouldn't have went that route. You can make fun of her being a whore. And fucking half of Hollywood and then telling everybody on a podcast with her daughter about it yeah. and cucking Will Smith for five years. I don't think Chris and, Rock and, knew. And, and, and fucking, I'm sure he didn't. And every time fucking, um, what do you call it? Someone asks her about Tupac. She talks about how much she liked fucking a thug more than Will Smith. Like that would have been something to make fun of. That she legitimately happened. So I want to, I want to, yeah. hey, thanks. I didn't know she fucked Didn't Tupac. you see the I meme? The best meme that came out, I think, from this whole thing was like, it was pan to her. It was like, Man, Tupac would have shot him. So, K- <laughs> Fabe, what's your take on this? I thought it was a work when I first saw it. <sighs> oh, Everything's a work. I, the reason being, 
because the Oscars um, Who ratings have been so shitty that I thought they wanted to get some publicity back into it and be covered in the news and all that stuff. So why not do something edgy? I got to tell you, I don't think so. I, I know it's not now, but I, it well, looked I mean, like it because Will Smith left the joke and then a second later he comes up and Chris Rock is like, oh, look at, look at this. But doesn't that add to the realism of it? Like if it was going to be a work, wouldn't he have sour-faced the joke and got up? Wouldn't Chris Rock have sold it a little more? Like, if it was a work, it was a shitty work. They could have done more with it. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I mean... This is crazy, though, because nobody gave a fuck about the Oscars for, like, the last five years. Not one person. That's fuck. why. Now and also, I got... And, and, and I hope this doesn't sound some type of way, but if they're going to work something like this, I don't think they're picking two black guys to do it. I, I think that they, if they're going to, like, jeopardize somebody's well, career, it's going to be Will Smith. He's too big. Well, Whoopi said that... She thinks the reason why they didn't throw him out is because of the look that it probably would have been. Oh, they would have been fucking in this day and age. You why? That shit. Why? He slapped another black man. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They didn't want to throw him out because he's Will Smith. That's all it had to do with. He was a celebrity. He's better than you. He's better than me. Yeah, probably. Leo even... probably would have gone away with it too. Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's on a different level than most of the guys in that. He's room. on a different level. He's uh, he's really. He's the least. Rock could probably run up and slap somebody and get away with it. I think they who's going to throw the Rock out? Yeah. Oh, exactly. who, do, who do you think wouldn't have gotten away? Hold with on a it? second. Will Smith wouldn't have. Celebrity-wise. If, if, I don't know. Um, how about Mel Gibson? He would have been asked to leave. Well, Mel Gibson <laughs> probably had to be handcuffed when he was there anyway. They would have they handcuffed him and threw him out? Yeah, he's fucking nuts. I yeah. Know. Gibson, I could see. Is it they bad that I think of Scott like... Scott Baio. Um, Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, Scott Baio would have been tossed out like... Mark Wahlberg. Men. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, he would have been tossed out like yesterday's news. Why does every celebrity that was made fun of in South Park, like when I think of that celebrity, I just think of the South Park version of that. Tom Cruise probably would have thinking of South Park now. Mel Gibson? I just think of him <laughs> jumping around his mansion trying to fucking beat up Cartman with a cross or whatever the fuck he was I doing. like when he said he's a fucking psycho, but that son of a bitch understands story. <laughs> <laughs> fuck celebrities. Fuck the Oscars. This is so much more of an important week that they tried to steal the thunder of. There was a retirement this week that's much more important than any of this All bullshit. right, so let's get into it. This is a wrestling podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, our long national nightmare has ended. 1945, <laughs> Adolf Hitler shoots himself in the Fuhrer bunker. 1954, Joseph Stalin found dead on the floor of his villa. 2003, Saddam Hussein's rule is overthrown and the Ba'athist party is forced out of power in Iraq. 2022, Hunter Helmsley has hung it up. Oh, God. Wow. That was something. <laughs> I, I, I made it clear, and I'll just explain to the audience at home. I'm a big Triple H guy, and I know Pat's not. So He's I'm a giving big him, Triple H guy. I, I'm giving Pat three to four minutes to unleash as much as he wants, <laughs> and then I will rebuttal. So go ahead, Pat. This is the last time you're really going to be able to do this, and actually people might give a shit, so please blow it out your ass and let us hear it. <laughs> <clears throat> In the absence of Triple H, the wrestling community will be a better one. The flowers will grow. No, look. <laughs> <laughs> no one's happy. I'm not happy the fucking guy retired. I wish he would have lasted longer. He deserved a better send-off than he got. He did a lot of shit. He had a tremendous career. There was a time that he was probably one of the very best things in wrestling. Most recently, he was probably one of the last vestiges of anything even resembling wrestling inside the corporate towers of WWE. So I only wish he would have retired in like 2003. But... <laughs> 
then, <laughs> then I would have been happier. We could have spared us all a lot of pain. Oh, Sting wouldn't have had to lose. Randy Orton, his debacle with fucking The Fiend wouldn't have happened. But it is what it is. Look, again, it's a shitty send-off. I don't want to belittle it. I'm sorry to see him go. I wish he would have done more. I'm not going to. I'm going to take some time before you I. You took the uh, high road. I'm proud of you. Well, I, I do watched have one. his interview with uh, with Stephen A. Smith. It was a real piece of fucking work. Oh, Stephen A. Smith. It's amazing the things they have this guy talk about. He talks about MMA. He doesn't know what the fuck he's watching. They have him talk about fucking wrestling. He has no idea what wrestling is. Stephen A. Smith has stolen a career. He has become the Chris Berman of this generation. Whether we like it or not, they will just put Stephen A. Smith there. Soon enough, he's going to be doing the fucking home run derby. Oh, sh- that's back. That's back. Nick score. Like, <laughs> this is a basketball guy doing football. Don't make no fucking sense. But um, I did see an interesting tidbit that I never saw before this week. It's funny. I don't think it had anything to do with that news, but... I saw that in a podcast a few years ago, Sting actually said that him losing to Honor was his idea. Mm, I don't care what he said. I, so hold on. Let me I don't give a fuck. Trick. I don't give a fuck what he said. I don't buy it. I you don't, don't buy it. Steve Borden's no, take. No. No. Good. And if he did say, hey, I have an idea, I'm going to go over. Uh, That's you your should, own mistake. You should go over. Hunter should have said, no. That's ridiculous. We're going to do this right. I owe it to the business. Oh, stop it. He's not wrong. No, of course. Uh, no. Sting's not wrong. You're right. He made the no. right decision. He said, I we're don't not belong re- here. We're not relitigating Sting. Talk about Hunter and his career, and then we're going to go to K-Faves, and we're going to get off this. What a fucking shame. What a fucking shame this is. There's, I mean, first off, the question is, what would be his dream send-off? And Who I'm going to ask you. Who Big Daddy cool? That was, um. so when I first got my iPhone, I realized you can make Siri call you anything, so I went with that. <laughs> Fine. Go on. Frank's <laughs> phone is going off as I look at the timer. Very nice. Big Daddy Cool. So go ahead. Triple H. I texted myself. Um, Yeah, Triple H. Uh, hell of a career. Wish it lasted longer. Definitely wish we got that proper send-off. For me, I don't know what the right last match was because I did like... I mean, I know most people didn't because they're assholes, but I didn't hate the Batista match. Probably went five to ten minutes too long, like most, like most Hunter WrestleMania matches, but... Um, that would have been a good send-off. Orton in Saudi Arabia, if that was his send-off, that would have been fine, too. Maybe with a little bit of a better story and not a rush two-week build like it was. Right. But, um, yeah, it's just a shame. I mean, I again, people can say all the shit they want now, and I know the internet's weak. And, look, most of them, I won't give them the credit of you. You have a legitimate reason for hating him because you hated him 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Most of these people did not hate him 15 years ago. They sat there with their DX glow sticks, sucking his dick, and mm-hmm. now they want to act... Like, they love Bret Hart, and they if, hate Hunter Hearst Helmsley. If you booed Cena in Chicago, I don't talk to you. I, well, I don't know what to say to them, Joe Rogan. I got nothing to say. If you were booing Cena in Chicago, I don't know what to say to and them. And those same people now will try to say that he was a piece of shit and all these other things. He never put anyone over, and we both know that's bullshit. We, we talked about it the other day. What he mm-hmm. did for Batista. Yes. You can't replicate that. That's a, that's a three falls in a goddamn pay-per-view. Yep, I oh, agree. Oh, man. Made Batista. He fucking, I would argue he made Benoit until that ship kind of sailed but he elevated him and his tap out was significant when someone got him to tap it was a bigger deal than most he helped the streak he helped the streak absolutely i mean again that four year fucking span if that streak became so much more than what it was from those four matches i think then i think so I mean, who was he beating up before that? No offense to the guy. Mark Henry, like, no, Mark Henry wasn't winning yeah, he that had fucking match. some good match. ones in there, but... Batista, yeah, I got you. 
But that four years just added so much more to this streak than what it was. Uh, but yeah, Hunter, man, quality worker. And I even said it a couple, I mean, even when he had that abortion with the Fiend and Orton, whatever the fuck that was with the burning hammer, I even said the small things he did where he did better than anybody nowadays does. The selling, the fucking, the idea of any ring psychology. Right. You know, there's things you could say about him. Was he the best in-ring worker of all time? Nowhere near it. But he had better in-ring psychology than most. And, yeah, his matches lasted long, but he accomplished the goal of telling the story every time. And Whether so, we wanted the, the ending or not, the story was told, which you can't yeah, always say. And I'll give you an example of his good psychology before Nikki K. Faves puts a button on this segment. What I liked about Triple H matches is the truth. You, you just you thought he could win any match. There was never a scenario where you could say Triple H is 100% going to lose this match. This was the guy who beat Booker T in a racially charged angle. This is the guy who beat Sting on his first night in. This is the guy who took the strap off Orton after one month of him having it. I mean, he had an ability to pull off ridiculous victories when it made no sense for him to win. See WrestleMania 2000. When it made no sense, <laughs> he did it. And so because of that, when you had moments like in the triple threat match with Benoit and Michaels, Sean went to super kick Benoit. Benoit tossed him over the top. He turned around. He's yelling at Michaels. And you see Triple H in the background. Stand up. And you just know he's turning into a pedigree. And you could hear the crowd go, because oh, they thought it was over. When he, when Batista got him up for the Batista bomb and he grabbed the sledgehammer. And the whole crowd went, because oh, you just you knew he was going to win. He was going to find a way to win. Super so, kick into pedigree. So that was another one. If anyone was going to be allowed to break the streak, of course, it was <laughs> going to be the son-in-law. And again, at another date, we'll, I'll, I will go deeper into his career, but now's not the time to shit on him. So, K-Fabes, tell us about Triple H. I mean, Frank's I think, a big defender. I think you guys I'm a kinda, big hater. Who I is know, you? I, I don't hate him. I, I think when he came in. I don't hate him. <laughs> when, I'm disappointed in him. When he, you know, when he showed up, it was it was made to be a big deal, obviously. And his matches on Mania were always high profile, so mm -hmm. you always got something good there, right? Triple H Sting, which shouldn't have happened. Um, the Taker matches, I was there for for one for one of them. I mean, you just knew something was gonna happen in a high profile scenario with him <clears throat> having a match. I think we're underplaying the the men the health of it though, like his oh, health. Shit. I mean, uh, with that interview that he had, he almost died. He said. 99% blockage in his arteries. He has a, um, a defibrillator now. So I think at the end of the day, unfortunately for him, you know, he had to hang it up because of health issues, but he's taking the right road with this and looking out for his family and his eventual, you know, great-grandkids, great-grandkids, hopefully, maybe running the company because mm -hmm. I know Vince – Definitely can't hand it over to who he thinks he's going to hand it over to. <laughs> but just things like that, is it's important to put into perspective. So a hell of a career, yeah. You can't say anything bad about it. Um, but I think the health thing is the more important for sure. See, normally whenever a wrestler says, I was this close to death, I always think they're full of shit. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, guys, are like, I had a broken leg. And, I mean, I, Jesus Christ, I was this close to just dying on the table. Yeah, okay. Brother, yeah, when I got Andre up. I was near death. <laughs> no, but I mean, after seeing that shit, goddamn, I'm kind of happy he's never wrestling again because Jesus, that is just, it's incredible that he was that fucked up for the few weeks that he was and didn't even realize that his heart was fucking right. 
contracting at like half the rate it should be or whatever it was. And you know, I just hope he gets healthy. I hope the medicine works because with that kind of shit, it's either the medicine works or he's going to have to get a transplant. So I really hope it works out for him. It's a fucking shame. But um, yeah, shout out to Hunter. What a career. The king shall reign. <laughs> but who would yeah. you be? Who would be your final opponent for him? Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask that one. Go I, ahead. He did, but I think he just. If he had one more, let's say in the, now we're talking now, obviously. right now, yeah, right now. Well, no, no pre pacemaker. I'll right. make that one. Clear I'm going to think about it. Also, I'm be honest with you. I'm not sure we've seen his last match. I can imagine a scenario where he comes back. I remember you saying, Frank, that it was. Oh, we don't know how big a deal it was. And I was like, Bro, I'm telling you, it's got to be a big deal because they're too hush about it. They yeah. were too hush hush. No, you were right. I have to admit, I was wrong because I kept downplaying it, saying they were it's too all hush hush. They were too quiet. Oh, I don't yeah. see him doing a match with a fucking. I, I think you know. I think cinematic, cinematic, maybe. Yeah. I read a thing. I, his last match might have been with Orton in some kind of like Saudi a, Arabia. Then he did like a six man, maybe in Australia. Like he did like house shows it, here and there more than yeah. I thought he did. So I don't know exactly. Pedigree gender for no reason I think, whatsoever. I think Randy Orton would be an appropriate last match for him. Passing of the uh, the evil. Yeah, I um, AJ I think was something oh, he probably considered. That would have been, been nice to get one with Cody, but he would never have allowed that. Uh, well, the only way he would have allowed it if he's a kid. I'm sure in his mind. me one. <laughs> I'm sure in his mind he would have wanted it to be an Undertaker or a Sean. But I think in, in all reality, Randy Orton could have been that guy. Mm. What do you think, okay, Fabe? I would have said, I mean, if Cody's coming in, I would say that story is written mm-hmm. pretty well. But, um, yeah, I mean, you have to think someone like, like an Orton or maybe one of those NXT guys. Uh, that that he helped you know make into main event guys, but they're all kind of gone. So maybe, maybe Ciampa, jo- maybe job to Roman. I was yeah. actually on the way throw out that the door. One out that was there. a bad match, though. It was a bad match. Yeah, they but I did think, it. You're right. Yeah, but I think it. with this, the character switch and the storytelling, I don't think people hate it. First off, that match suffered from being. At the I already end know of the it. finish. A nine hour car. I already got the finish. He's all banged up. He's got the sledgehammer. He like pitifully tries to go hit Roman. Roman just grabs it, pulls it from his hand, hits him with it. Covers him, One, foot on two, his three. chest, raises the hammer. He says, it's my yard now. Mm-hmm. I vanquished the king. The king is dead. Long live the king. Roman Reigns is your headline. The match would have been better in this, this circumstance because Roman's a better worker now than and he was five years over. ago. That's he's first the off. same worker. The crowd is more into it, I think. I don't think he does most of that babyface bullshit that did nothing for him anyway. Like the pandering. But, yeah, I think it would have been a better match now because Roman's at a different level than he was. And I think... A, Face Hunter versus a heel Roman now is more interesting than at that time the heel fucking Triple H, which no one can stand anymore because of that stupid authority angle, and a baby face Roman that the entire world's rejecting at that time. Right. It had everything going against it anyway. Not defending it, still should have been a better match, should have, still should have been more acceptable, but I think it had every possible thing going against it anyway. My like final to, match I, would have either been I Roman. I couldn't agree more with your analysis. I agree with I would, every word you said. I would my like to watch match, that back, though, because I haven't watched that since we went. We went it, so. it ain't worth it. My final match would have been between him versus any member of the Shield because there was a storyline with all three that would have worked, including Garbage Man, but that <laughs> one would have been the least likely of the three that I would have given a fuck about. But well, Rollins I would have been fine with, too, because Rollins will get a great match out of him. Whatever. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> he held Good it together. For, he held it together for ten minutes. Good I luck to you, Hunter. A, this is a sad day for me. Yep. Sad day. I had you to take the high road with Hunter, and now I got to take the low road with another wrestling icon. Oh boy, you boys! Mean, 
I have been a hardened defender and a groveling apologist of one nature boy, <laughs> Ric Flair, for a very long time. Through all the ups and downs to him pawning the NWA title, selling the Rolex watch that Sean gave him. Did he really? And that's what they say. Oh, God. To his erratic behaviors, to nearly killing himself through drinking and then drinking immediately upon resuscitation. <laughs> I put up with it all. I think he lost me this weekend. Really? I think he lost me. This did it for you, huh? This did it. This was it. So, for those who may not know what I'm talking about, I'll give you the brief rebound. Then we'll go to the boys. He's been doing his interview, Woo Nation Uncensored, Ric Flair Uncensored, with Mark Madden, who, as we all know, K-Fabes, he stole some Wendy's. Is a fat fucking <laughs> human waterbed piece of shit who I bought Wendy's, you fat cow. <laughs> and nobody likes him because he sucked Eric Bischoff's dick to get a fucking job. <laughs> So I was not prone to like Mark Madden, only because Jim didn't like him. <laughs> but he seems all right. And they had a decent podcast, I have to say. And being that guy with Ric Flair is probably not an easy task to have to keep him on. On the cuff? Uh, keep him on on task yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Not easy to do. So I've been watching the show, and I liked it. And I guess, I, I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it in my bones that this thing was going to derail. And Mark Madden put out a tweet, very classy tweet. He said, well, we're, you know, I'm quitting Woo Nation. It wasn't a good fit. Wish you all the best. Good luck, everybody. Was that basically the tempo? Basically, that was what he said. He said, I'm, uh, you know, we decided to part ways. Right. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah. Classy. Yep. And then out came the nature boy. Well, actually, brother, I fired your ass. Never forget it, Daddy. You know, you know something just ridiculous. <laughs> he turned into dusty. He just ridiculous. He said, "I fired you, right?" He and said, I he "Let said, you go." Hello, Conrad, and yeah, I'm going to my son-in-law where I should have been, and it was just such a low road, probably written under the influence, and it was just sad. And then Mark Madden fired back at him and said, "You're boozing yourself into oblivion. Grow up." And you know, back and forth they went, and it was just sad, and it really crystallized to me that Ric Flair is just not a well man. He's not responsible. And he's 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 a toxic person. He's a toxic person. And you're better off, Kayfabes, just staying away from him. Because he burns every bridge. He's not mature. He's a, he's a hazard. He's a detriment. He's an albatross to anyone he attaches himself to. And so he's a great wrestler. But as a man, Ric Flair's pretty shitty. Yeah, that's the consensus, I guess, you can get from his past relationships and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, you got to be, I guess, kind of grateful WWE cut the ties with him because doing that now probably would have been fucking a disaster also. Yeah. not dealing. They didn't have to deal with him anymore, deal with the plane ride from hell incident, mm -hmm. then dealing with all this, this fucking elementary school bullshit that he's doing now. They've made money from Cunningham at the time that they did, or him leaving at the time that yeah, he did. Yeah, and then AEW, supposedly Mark Madden said that he was going to AEW, and then that came out, and then Tony Khan uninvited him from his birthday. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. That's what Mark Madden said. So I think these people... Tony Khan, you're fucking pathetic. You're, you're uninviting people to you. What are you, seven years old? <laughs> Fuck you. Don't come to my fucking birth. Don't come to my fucking birthday party. It's live on Dynamite. 
fucking. I don't want him on my pinata. He's definitely. He's a clown. Stay away from the cake. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a party hat. He is definitely fucking. Yeah, and he slow. cut. He cut all fucking ties with him too. He hasn't called him or anything. So Tony Khan should cut his ties with wrestling immediately. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been pulling that rope for a while now. Man, Flair's fucked up. There's no two ways about it. That is it. I look at that man and I just think, you know, PJ, we used to talk about it. How We always used to think he's just always in gimmick. No, he's just not always in gimmick. He's just always drunk. He was the gimmick. That, that The gimmick is him drunk. <laughs> he's just drunk yelling at people. And, and, and you ever read his tweets? The first letter of every, tw- of every word in his tweets is capitalized. It looks like a plaque. That's how you write plaques. Like, it, it's yeah. completely unintelligible. It's the same thing. It's fucking stupid. But um, it's just could, sad. It's just sad. Flair's losing a lot in a year, though. His wife, the WWE, he's fucking. I mean, he'll I get wonder, another wife. I do wonder how his relationship with with Charlotte is, though. Because uh, I I don't know. I can, I guarantee I can tell you, kayfabe. He don't. They don't talk business. I bet you they don't talk. Which the is business. fine. But how do you think? Like she's probably embarrassed of him. Yeah, on the other I would hand, imagine. You know, your dad's the greatest uh, wrestler of all she's time. Embarrassed. In a she's lot of circles. So. She's with Andrade. You really don't get more embarrassing than that. So is Flair really that awful? Fuck did Andrade do to you? He went to AEW and he's a bag of shit there. He's currently took he's, over Har- uh, Matt big, Hardy's he's a, family. He's definitely a big bag of shit there. That's he owns part. Matt Hardy's family now. There was a slave trade in that fucking crazy company. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most racist shit how I've you, ever seen in my you, life. How do you bring in Jeff Hardy on on a different level? And have him feud with these mid-card, low-card on fucking people. That's how you make the main card, guys. K-Fabes is going to call him underneath, guys. I was... I was <laughs> yeah, all, right, all right, Hunter. <laughs> That's a pure Cornette line. <laughs> oh, he's fucking underneath, guys. Just sounded like... I read your book, K-Fabes. <laughs> all right, we're not here to talk about AEW. We ain't even going to give them the time. No, we ain't going to give them the time of the day because this is Mania Week. The underneath, guys. And so when, when, I th- <laughs> when I think Mania, I think of one guy. Hulk Hogan, brother. Brother. A lot of respect to our loyal listener, Cyrus DeVille. He texted me before this little tidbit. Did you read who Hulk Hogan gave a ringing endorsement to? I did, yes. Brother, don't hinder the gender. (laughs) Gender Mahal. Gender Mahal. Hogan says he could be something with the right push. What do you think? Uh, I think they gave him the right push. It was proven in two months, and then they just ripped it out under the rug because well, Lesnar didn't want to wrestle him. Well, someone beat him in his hometown. Of course. Beat well, him fucking flat. Who? Hunter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hunter beat him and then danced with him afterwards. It yeah. was pathetic. Really? It was Trust hilarious. Me, go, go look at it. Be enough to get him <laughs> but, um, I don't know. When did that they happen? Built him when for he the was Indi- the champion. Yeah, they built him for the Indian market on purpose. Went to tour there. And then went to tour in India and jobbed him out. No, apparently the rumor was Brock didn't want to have a match with him. I've read that. I can understand that. So they did the money. quick switch. They gave it to Daniel. Bro- no, I'm sorry, AJ Styles. at the time. Yeah. Styles. Probably for the best. I Jinder mean- Mahal has a look. I mean, the problem is the look is 15 years ago. It's not now. 15 years ago, if you had a guy who's six foot six, jacked to the gills, mm-hmm. clearly on the juice, but that's okay, <laughs> <laughs> coming out in a turban because of the climate of America right. at that point. Even though he's Indian, which would be great for the character because he could say, look at you prejudiced Vince doesn't asshole. understand the, the, the depths of it. He doesn't understand the delineations of Middle Eastern. They're all the same. He, they're all the same. He thinks him. they're all the same people in Indiana Jones. They, they, <laughs> they're they heels. <laughs> I thought they had something with, the, with him and the Bollywood boys. and I thought so, too. And they kind of, you know what the problem with him is that 
he his work to me really is nothing special. But you put him in there with AJ, you put him in there with Daniel Bryan, and you could hide it for a few months. I think they pulled the rug out. To, here's the thing: with a guy like that, you need to make people forget he sucks in the ring, at least. And not, I shouldn't say sucks. He's a better wrestler than any of us. He's on a fucking main show roster, but. He's not a great wrestler, yeah, but, but if you disguise it and put him with other people for four or five months, they tend to forget I don't, I don't how think, bad he is. Now I, I think you kind of did your damage, right? He was oh, they fucked. Uh, yeah, now I don't think, and even when they put him with the two the two big guys now, Veer and Nishanky, fucked it all up. And I thought they could have did something with that, and then they broke him up into drafts randomly. And now, and then again, I thought there was a money match between him and Drew McIntyre with a storyline. Yes, yes. And they just said, "Fuck this! You're getting it on Monday Night Raw, and you could go fuck no, off." They after did that. it at the pay per view. It was like four minutes. Oh, it, it was, was a squash, right? It was a day one pay per view. It was not day one. And it was one of those mid card feuds that was just there to buy time. It should have been bigger. Nothing. It was Bob Holly versus Al Snow without the fans. But that's the problem with WWE. Did you ever the no- mid-card feuds are kind of so lackluster recently. Did you ever notice how there's no such thing as a number one contender match anymore? Like, there used to be when there was a pay-per-view. Yeah. The top match was Austin versus, uh, you name it, Kane, Undertaker, Mankind, whoever pissed them off that month. And the mid-card would be the other two guys fighting to go fight him. And I remember Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler would be like, well, which combination are we going to see? You know, who do you think Triple H wants to win the main event tonight? And now you just, to get these matches, you have the champion just get pinned on Monday Night Raw. It's so stupid and it makes it impossible to build. It's cookie cutter. It's dumb. But let me tell you some little insight that my boy Kevy Pretzels gave me that I I think it's very true. He says when he watches AEW, he gets confused. He doesn't know what's going on with the angles. Week to week, it's hard to figure out what's happening. They don't make sense. That's why. Nothing makes sense. It's confusing. WWE, as we said, Frank, what's the biggest problem with WWE? What's that? What's the biggest problem? Overproduction. It's overproduced. Every show is overproduced. All of those replays that they do, all this baby cookie cutter shit where they job out the champion, they replay it 100 times. You know what that does do, though, for all the annoying stuff that that we have to endure? It catches the mainstream audience up. You don't, you know, it catches you up. It tells you the stakes of the match. They're good at that. They're good at explaining to you why you're seeing the match you're seeing. What are the repercussions? Here's what's happened last week. They're good at that, and there's a place for that. It's just what we're seeing is, in my opinion, too bright, too colorful, too redundant, too simplistic. But take a guy like Jinder Mahal. Here's an easy way to elevate him. You have Ricochet, the Intercontinental Champion, who they clearly have no direction for already. It's been three weeks that he's had the belt, and they don't know what to do with him already. Because on Monday Night Raw, was jobbed out to Austin Theory for no fucking reason. No reason. Who was jobbed out to him? Ricochet, who's the IC champion. Yeah, I saw that. And that makes zero sense. Because instead, if you were going to do something, Austin Theory's not going to feud with Ricochet, or maybe he is now, but... I, I just thought of something. I'm sorry to interrupt. The IC belt used to be a window into the main event. Now the IC belt is a ceiling for guys like Ricochet. Or it's as high as they're going to go. They give that to people that are going to go no higher. Or they say, it's we're the never start- going to give you the big strap, so we're going to give you this to keep you happy. Or it's the start of the road to the pink slip. Because then they realize you have no value once you have that belt because you're just going to be there. And eventually, after two years, they just drop you. Yeah. And then AEW picks you up, you change your name, and you're wrestling on YouTube after three weeks. Yeah. It's fucking horrendous. Ricochet is a good enough mid-card guy that you could have him feud with 90% of the roster and get some type of cognitive story out of it. He smallly does crazy shit. It's easy as fuck to book. He has yet to cut one promo of of, of any any recognition. Anytime they have him speak, they have him sound like a fucking idiot. 
And, like, I'm just thinking here, like, Jinder Mahal. All right, we're talking about him. What can we do with him? Oh, well, there's an IC champion that's doing nothing. You have them getting this thing called a fucking feud. And then after three weeks of them feuding, Jinder Mahal gets a title match. God forbid he wins it. That, oh. There are feuds now, though, in, in that mid-card realm are just so lackluster. And they All went, of them. And they went from being the same. Like, last year we were bitching that every mid-card match is the same match. It's Sheamus and Damian Priest. It's Sheamus and Damian Priest. It's Sheamus and Damian Priest. Yeah. Now we've gone from that. To now, they just have random matches, and it doesn't mean shit. There's no storyline. Yeah. You have to have something for these guys. Because, again, I say this all the time to people that talk about AEW. Wrestling is so much more than in-ring work. It's so much more than that. The whole point of the match is telling some type of story. Whether you like the ending or not, or you don't like the ending, the story is the story, and that's what makes the match more than anything else. Think of the greatest matches of all time. 99% of them have a great story behind them. That's just a fact. Yeah, Christian Del Rio, great story. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it did. You know what was a great story? Tell me not. Orton and Christian. Because no matter no, how many times you story. can't beat someone who's just better than you because you're a bag of shit. That wasn't a good story. I happen to think they're both good stories, though. I do think Christian was shortchanged in that feud. Agreed. But also, and the story is not always the storyline. The match itself is the story. Of course, but it happens this, bell to bell. But you can't have Undertaker's a story. Undertaker's never lost. No. Shawn Michaels ain't going to take it easy. That's the story. Shawn Michaels is going to try to out-wrestle Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. I got a question That's for you, a PJ. Story. How do you tell a story when each match is five minutes and then there's a commercial break that either interrupts the match... Which then bring when you come back from mm. a commercial break. Attitude Era had short matches too, my friends. Not at, like at, this. Yes, worse. there was less advertising. Worse. Then. Oh well, yeah, they had they had four minute matches uninterrupted by a commercial break. Now they have ten minute matches that interrupted. are interrupted by I a can't commercial do, break. I can't do. I don't think you could get into a story and get interrupted by a commercial I think break. AEW has found the happy medium of letting the match play in the corner. It's not a bad move. WWE does that, does that too in certain sometimes. Respects, yeah. But it's just enough. It's too much commercials, and that's what ruins that shit, too. It, anyway, we got, we got off topic with the Hulkster. Also, Frank, I saw you were going to say something before I brought up the Hulkster. Do you remember what it was? I feel like I cut you off. Fuck. What was the thing we were talking about before that? Flair and Madden. Yeah, he didn't remember. Well, if it comes back to you, interrupt me. You got it, buddy. So we got more big wrestling news. Oh, kayfabe's a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, well, breaking news. <laughs> no, but speaking of pieces of shit. Scott Steiner <laughs> and Rick Steiner, the Steiner brothers, are going into the Hall of Fame. Who, 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 who? I'm a little bit surprised because Scott Steiner was not on good terms. He said terrible things about Hunter. About, he said uh, terrible things about Flair. Terry. He said terrible things about one Terry Belair. I mean, brother, I was a huge fan of Scott. Did you ever see the picture of like WrestleMania 30? I think it was. It was right around the time he was just going off on everybody for no reason. Uh -huh. They had a picture of him at security saying, "Do not let this man in." Did they? Yeah, they thought he was going to kill Hogan because he threatened Hogan. He said, "Next time I see you, Hogan, I'm going to fucking snap your goddamn neck." So, I mean, I think they deserve it. They were a pretty notable tag team. I like that they're using them in their uh, w well early WCW, WWF, like the Steiner brothers. Yeah. Because as an individual, Scott Steiner is one of the most facaded careers I've ever seen yeah. in my life. 
He's like what an eight-ton. What does facade mean? A, it's a facade. It's a lie. This whole career is bullshit. It's a mirage because the man's like a ten-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. No, he's a four-time champion. And when did it happen, Pat? When did it happen? Probably in one month in June. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just a lie. It's just how I lie. But I love now, Scott. There Steiner. was a period of time where he was fucking. He was he was cutting some promos. He was saying some wild shit. Do you remember the angle where he was gonna retire? We broke his neck and he came out. He was crying. He beat the shit out of Rick Steiner. Yes. Do you remember his fantastic promo? He broke down the chances. Oh. Kurt Angle. Dear Who God. was it? Kurt Angle. Samoa, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Yeah. And you himself. only got a 33.3% chance at best at beat me. So you take that 33. <laughs> he crunched He couldn't do it. He I, fucked that up I so tell bad. You, I crunched the numbers. He was absolutely correct. <laughs> he had a ten percent chance of winning it. Uh, <laughs> they, somehow he broke it down. They had negative chances of winning. <laughs> Scott Steiner, yeah, I would really? argue, did his best work as a single in TNA. Yeah, so I was Scott gonna say Steiner TNA. Had, Scott, he, his best work was TNA. I agree. He had a black manager, black female manager, who I think was the so fucking hot. Shaniqua was it? Shasha Rasha Khan. Something and d- you're talking TNA. You're talking hey, WWE. Can you, do, can you do me a favor, Jamie? Yeah. Can you go to Scott Steiner's Twitter and uh, not Twitter, his wiki? Okay. And see who managed him in TNA. I think it was Shaka Khan, some black girl. I mean, she was Shin- stunning. Mean, no, was it wasn't Shaniqua. You're thinking Linda Miles. She was hot too, but but I'm thinking the one that used to manage the Bashams. It wasn't her. That was Shaniqua. That was Linda Miles. Her name was Linda Miles. Shaniqua. Jim Ro- Jim Cornette calls her the worst professional wrestler he's ever oh seen. Oh my god. Which probably imagine the territory that takes in. But do you think this is a good chance to hand the baton over to um, Braun Breaker and make him Braun Steiner? It's time. If the, if we're gonna do this, let's do it. Let's do it. Mida high, Mida Mida ja, Mahaisha Khan, something. Mida Can you can you click her? M I D A J A H. Look what she look her up. Google her. Mida. I'm telling ja? you, Frank. I fell in love with this girl. I watched it. No, no, she's a black girl. Oh, oh yeah, you said that. Show me some fucking. Beverly Hills fucking wife picture. Yeah, really? Believe? What the fuck was that? The Another Real great House? Scott Steiner moment. He he released a fitness tape where he was lifting weights, and he went, "I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong, but it's what I do." <laughs> <laughs> Did they were they actually shoot wrestlers at Michigan, or was that bullshit? Where, where, where yeah, was this? So. TNA. TNA. Yeah, look up his managers. She was in the Go background the, during that promo. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. Go to the end where it lists his titles and accolades. Yo, Scott Steiner. TNA out of control. He PJ. was a man on a mission. Do you remember? Do you remember when he turned Petey Williams into himself? No. He, oh, when he what, it was like a big suplex and he folded him up. No, 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 no. He turned Petey Williams into, into, Scott into Scott Steiner. I remember something like that. He was just little Scott Steiner. He was a big member of the main event mafia. Mem. Something about these old wrestlers. Whenever they got new tattoos, I didn't like it. Like when Hogan got a big tattoo on his back. Oh, that was ridiculous. Steiner got one on his chest, I think. Oh, he has that fucking was sword she, with was the heart. Was she in the main event mafia? No. No, that was before. I see I'm going to have to look this up. Oh, Charmel was in the main event mafia. Yeah, she was. She was with King Booker. I'm looking. Well, I'm sorry. At that time, he was I'll just... I'll find it. Did Booker T have to change his name when I'm he looking, went I'm to looking, uh, I'm looking. I'll get TNA? It. Say again? Did Booker T have to change his name when he went to TNA, or was he just Booker no, T? No, he was Booker T. I think he has the rights to it, because he had it in WCW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see that that has to happen. Uh, I I would hope that part of this deal, PJ, on the business side of it, because we as we said, there had to be a lot of things given and taken here. Shakira, I think. No, you, if you would just, just give just put the me phone the down. phone. You're done. I look. Would find I, read it. it. It's just a, just search Scott Steiner TNA manager. How I do you did. not know how to use Google? I did asshole. It didn't pop up. 
I read his Wikipedia. It's fine. Talk about Scott Steiner. Now I lost my train of thought. I was too busy dealing with that piece of shit <laughs> at the other end of the table. Who I personally would love to do what Scott Steiner wanted to do to Hulk Hogan to kayfabes right now. He's a bad person. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When is the Hall of Fame? Friday? Yeah. Night? After SmackDown. Yeah. After SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many tissues are you going to watch that taker speech with, you fucking clown? <laughs> but I would think, PJ, on the I'm business gonna, I'm side. I'm watching Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. We made that mistake once. Never again. That was a disaster. So hey. I'll, I'll tell you this, though. I think on the business side of all this shit, obviously something had to get exchanged for all this. I think Steiner might have gave up some rights so his nephew could have the name. Because that's a big part of that whole thing is that the reason why he's not a Steiner is because I believe Scott Steiner owns the rights to the Steiner name. That'd be interesting. So I what do you think? You think WWE paid him to get in the Hall of Fame and then say... I think they said, you want to give your, uh, your nephew the name and stop being a dick and we'll put you in this thing and you can put on your Michigan jacket and say some crazy shit for five minutes. <laughs> that speech... <laughs> let me tell you something. They're going to be that on pins speech, and needles. That speech is going to be electric. Rick Steiner, not going to do much. He's a dog-faced gremlin. He barks in the corner. Scotty, wow. when you give that man the mic... God help all of us. I just seen something on a on a news wrestling news. There thing. she is, Raka Khan. Wow, Raka Khan. I know Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. I think this girl had a relationship with Kurt Angle. Kurt Don't Angle banged every broad that worked at TNA at one point. He was out of control. He was perked up and he was doing moon salts, fucking all these bitches. Kurt Angle. There she is, kayfabe. Tell me what you think. I dug her. Oh, I, she's good looking. Yeah, I dug her. She has a look. She got a look. Does she got a nice big behind? Will you keep it classy? Yeah, you're an asshole. How's the, upper, on how's the upper chest area? It's nice. She's <laughs> you <So> pig. Fucking <laughs> asshole. Good for you. Rock-a-con. Speaking of Michigan. Can you pass it down? I wanted to see her. What the Colin fuck? Colin Kaepernick has been named the honorary captain for the Michigan Enough. Game. Who cares? More uh, interesting than Colin Kaepernick. Veer is coming to Raw, finally. Veer is coming. I can't see from back there, K-Fabes. I'm blind. Mm, yeah, she's hot. I like that. All right, don't turn over the table, table there, big guy. Veer is coming, and so am I. This girl would beat the shit out of you. No, right she's not there. that muscular. She'd, she'd fucking beat the shit out of you. Anything to say about Veer? Send Veer! Uh, let's see what happens. I've seen him work already, so it's not really the same. Hey, he's been working main event every week. Yeah. Uza. Hey, yeah, you. I seen it, bro. Can we get it with no eye makeup? That eye makeup's a lot. It's like fucking the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> Hogan! <laughs> I hope this guy Veer pays off because they've been teasing him for fucking he, three years. Okay, Fabes, you really think he's gonna fucking pay no. off? No, I think it's all bullshit. So do I. I love it. Look how look how bad Kayfabe wants his phone back it. from me. He's so scared. I'm gonna find something you don't want me to see. What your fucking picture of a fucking jizz pile on a Christian picture? <laughs> I'm trying to see this fucking brand. All right, man. so nobody cares about Veer, so it's time, gentlemen, to talk about why we're here today. We're going to run through the Mania card. Our man in the field, Nikki K. Fabe, is going to run us through Saturday, night one of Razzle Mania. He ain't going to be on no fucking field. He's going to be on his couch because he's a piece of shit. No, I'm coming here. You think I want to watch this with you? <laughs> why you, you think I want to watch? Why this you guys with you? not coming to Kevy Pretzels? Ah, fuck that place! I got to listen to Matty Shems so, in my year old fucking used, night. Frank used to give excuses why he couldn't go. Now he's just like, look, I want to eat. I want to be high. I don't want to drive. I'm just not gonna go. Ah, uh, you know what? You hit it. You just nailed. You, you took that hammer out and you nailed it right on the head. 
Also, the idea of having to listen to some of the cast of characters that's going to be there, like Matty Shems from Battle Creek, he's out of control. He, wa- he What is he going to wear to WrestleMania? A fucking Vince McMahon suit? They got fucking shirts. They got merch. They got Who? merch? Who has merch? Oh, Matty Shems got, got a Ronda Ra- uh, Rhea, Ripley. Rhea Ripley shirt. He's probably I, into that. I'm shocked that Vince McMahon is allowing two illiterate, uh, three Roman Reigns, Rhea Ripley, Ronda Rousey. Probably his favorite thing on earth. It's easier <laughs> for him to I remember. I love it. Hulk Hogan. Put two R's on your tights. All right, let's go ahead. K Faves, walk us through. Saturday night. Well, my phone died. Night so. one. Well, of no, course I will it not did. be. Uh, that no is amazing. All right, I'm plugging That's on, I, Honestly, at this point, he's just an amazing human being. I, what? I, 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 you have a brand new iPhone. If you charge that last night, it'll be on till tomorrow morning. You literally have not. How many days has it been? Two. You're just out of control. You're out of control. And you're not some, like, fucking philanthropist that doesn't have a fucking. You're not going anywhere where you don't have a charger. You're out of control. I forgot to charge it at work, and this is the life we live. This is the life we live? That's some fucking life. But yeah, I'm coming here. That's my plan. Uh, that's good for <laughs> you. That's his plan. The door will be locked. I hope Kevin Pretzels <laughs> is accepting lane invitations. Uh, shit. You know what he's going to do, PJ? I'm going to feel bad. The wife's going to get involved because he's very yeah. close with the wife. 100%. He's very close with the wife. <laughs> Uncomfortably close with the wife, actually. I will say that. It's not uncomfortable, Brian. I'll bring sushi. But anyway, here's what he's going to do. do. I'm going to try to be mean to him a couple days. He's going to break the wife. The wife's going to come to me and (laughs) say, you know, he's just that way. He's sorry. He feels bad. And I'm going to offer her sushi. I'm going to say, I don't care. Fuck him. (laughs) And she's going to say, no, just let him come. (laughs) And then next thing you know, I'm going to be back there smoking my guns, leaving myself (laughs) alone. I'm going to come back here and this piece of shit's going to be hand under his fucking belt, scratching his balls, <laughs> sitting on my fucking couch eating sushi with my wife in the corner with the dog. I guarantee it. Why? No one else is coming here? I didn't. Maybe I wanted to enjoy the piece so of between, WrestleMania between, by myself. Between Blackjack and Nikki K. Fabe, who's more likely to bring food and or beer? Oh, it's not even close as Blackjack. Blackjack brings when he's coming here to drink. Oh? For the most part. I have documented evidence that says otherwise. <laughs> He's left high noons in there before. Yeah, my dick. He buys the high noons. Yeah, he buys them. I high. bought the last fucking... All right, kayfabes, kayfabes. I'm going to just remind you again. When you buy a 12-pack and you drink eight of them, <laughs> you didn't really contribute that much, buddy. All right, gentlemen. Night one, April 2nd, Saturday, WrestleMania. Boom. The card will feature one Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. We're going to start with you, Francis. This is your type of match, right? Big time Bex versus Bianca Belair. Well, Baldy Bex got a fucking haircut, and I'm glad to see it. She's been a fucking terrible heel. Now, nah, stop being cornet. <laughs> but, again, I don't, I'm not crazy about the Becky Lynch heel change. I guess it's working, but, again, I think she's much more effective as a face. I don't think this does much for her. But at this point, I don't think it's about her this mania. I think it's time for Bianca Belair to get that win back. And what better a time than to beat her mania. If Becky Lynch wins this fucking match, my hate for her will multiply, though. I can tell you that. Because Bianca Belair will never recover from losing this match. I think Bianca Belair will lose, and I think it's the right thing. Kayfabe. Really? Why do you think that? Because he loves Becky Lynch. Because you got to smash her over. She's going to be a bigger star. (laughs) Smash her over. (laughs) Are you kidding me? What? 
So the Roman girl that, Reigns can stack the two fucking guys in Mania. She main evented WrestleMania last year and beat Sasha Banks. So what does that mean? Nothing? Smash her over. Okay, no, so she should beat Becky Lynch then. No, Becky Lynch could afford Lynch. the loss. I don't know. I'd put Becky over. Of course you would. This, this look, is I get a look out, but to, to your point, I, I yeah, think, if Bianca wins, I won't be too broken up about I it. It think, would make sense. But I don't feel like this match has that kind of heat. I don't feel it like, doesn't. I don't feel like it's something that she, she needs to overcome. She cut her hair. I think if, if Becky and Bianca had a, a longer match at SummerSlam, I would, met something. I would be fine with Becky being put over here. But due to that... I think there is no way that Bianca can lose this. So you want your typical redemption story. Yes. I, I think that's what this one is, yeah. And she needs it because if she doesn't, I think she's fucking dead. That's the problem. All right, next up, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio take on The Miz and Logan Paul kayfabe. You have your finger on the zeitgeist of this country. Is <laughs> Logan Paul that big a deal? He's a decent celebrity, yeah. He All right, made, he made see- a big name for himself in the boxing field. How do you see this thing brother. playing out? I think Logan Paul impresses for sure. I don't. I think the Mysterios win, but I do think Logan Paul does impress, and I, I think you'll see him down the line in WWE for sure. Not right. working matches, but popping up here and there. Well, believe it or not, I think the Miz and Logan Paul are taking this one. Why do you think that? I, I think at this point, it does, I don't think Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio need anything else. I think it's unexpected. I think they like The Miz and want to reward him. I think they're hoping to keep Logan Paul around, so give him something to do, get some heat on them. They could probably have him come back for a couple of more. <laughs> exactly. They could have him come back for some more premium live events. I hate I, I, That's that. what I see them doing, knowing WWE the way I do. We should be writing these predictions down, by the way. So that we remember them. I won't be fucking no surprised. Who, no matter who wins, Frank will go, I told you. I really, this match I could fucking. I, my limit for celebrity matches is two. So we've pushed it. I'm kind of over it. I don't really They have care. two. This would be three. Who's the third? Pat McAfee. Uh, he's not a celebrity. He's a celebrity still. Till he wrestles for an, uh, and, and extended him. I, great, I get he had great matches. Two great matches, actually. Still don't understand how, but that's a different issue. Natural athlete, I guess. But I'm counting it as a gimmick match. I'm going to enjoy it, but this is probably the third least excited, you know, out of the gimmick matches. I don't care about. I agree. Who's going I agree over? With that. Uh, fuck it. Let Logan Paul get over. The internet will cry. I love that shit. <laughs> All right. Next, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss. God Here's how I see it. this one going. I think Drew's going to take it. I think Happy Corbin's going to fucking mouth off to Madcap. I think Madcap's going to turn <laughs> on him. Bless you. Thank you. I've seen them have the... They've planted the seeds for this ever since he got dropped on his head. I think that they're killing to make a baby face run, and I hope they do something with him, Frank. I think this guy's got a, bit, a high ceiling. If they take those fucking suspenders off, you have a shot at doing something. He's got a look. He could talk. You gave him this bullshit, and he tried to make it work. And he's a tough motherfucker. He got dropped on his head, and he kept going. Most fucking I saw Sin Cara once jam a finger and get pulled out of a match. Yeah. Takes balls. They've been pushing this Corbin's undefeated since he's happy mm-hmm. now. So they've been saying that I texted a bunch. you guys a prediction, actually. I predicted that Corbin will continue his ways until summer. Uh, no, until Money in the Bank because they'll be back in Vegas for that. And I think he's going to go on the other side now. Which I can only hope for because he was much more entertaining as fucking bum-ass Baron Corbin. But McIntyre has been in limbo since mm-hmm. he lost the belt. Oh, he needs to smash the shit out of him. And I, he has to beat him. Uh, he Does this need a step? No. 
I, I would have put a step on this, like put him all over the fucking arena. I don't yeah, something you with had, Drew you could had literally that with Sammy. So oh right. right, Sammy's anything goes. It's true, but it's I, night I that's two. what I would have. Is it night two? Yeah, I, I would have so. done some type of step where he could literally just beat the shit out of Baron Corbin, and and to Baron Corbin's credit, I mean he really does try with anything they give him, but this one it went sour quick. First off, if I see you draw, re- stop. Making guys wrestle in dress shirts. It pisses me off. It's an, yeah, it's not good. This isn't 1994 where you got the big boss man in full NYPD uniform trying to fight people. That's that was a time more when, when you realistic. were... Right. That well, is more part, realistic. That was also part of his character. Right. Don't the tell character me you're going to wrestle in a shirt. You put this guy in a fucking suit because you didn't like his chest tattoo. I'm, that's what it has to be, the fucking chest tattoo or some shit. Or the fact they didn't have a six-pack. But my God, then you put him in this fucking singlet. It looked weird. It was just stupid. For the love of God, figure out something. All right, so next match is the Usos. Jay and Jimmy take on Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs for the tag team title. This has to be... Well, I see the next one I got coming up, but this has to be one of the less interesting matches in Mania, kind of just thrown together. Yeah, K-Fabe. that's exactly what I was going to say. It feels like it's just a thrown-together match to get the Usos on the cards since the work they they've been it. doing all yeah. year. Yeah. They've been doing some tremendous stuff still for the last year and a half, give or take. And I feel like they just threw this one in there. They don't have they don't have really a great tag team division anymore because of the teams being split. Uh, and they just had to get these guys on. And and it's a shame they went to the well with the Mysterios and the New Day already. So anything that was remotely interesting, they've already done. Yeah. So now they cobbled together a tag team with Shinsuke and Boogs. But, I mean, they've, they've been tagging for months, but they haven't been in tag team competition, if that makes sense. Right. Like Shinsuke would have singles feud and someone get involved on the other guy's side. But it's fucking bullshit because if you gave this four weeks, this could have been something people were excited for. Number one, Shinsuke's a great worker. I don't think Boogs is that bad either. I think he's interesting. He looks like Rick Rude. He, he looks like Rick Rude ate Rick Rude. <laughs> <laughs> but the Usos are great. My thing is, with four weeks, you could have really made this something. And instead, you did that bullshit with the Viking Raiders, which is a match I was excited for and then didn't even get on pay-per-view. I got in a fucking stupid TV match. It was interrupted six times by commercials. Why the fuck? You have to care more about your mid-card at some point. Mm -hmm. I know he doesn't like tag team wrestling. I know he hates it because it's southern draw bullshit. I get it, Vince. I understand. But at some point, you have to have them be able to hold up the mid-card. I don't think the Usos could do that with anybody right now because there's nobody that fucking interesting. It's a shame. Well, this has got to be the least interesting match on the card. It is for me. The New Day, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston take on Sheamus and Ridge Hollins with... Butch. Send Butch! Butch! Gentlemen, let's keep this short and sweet. Frank, what do you think of this match? It's missing a whole lot of Big E and interesting. Yeah. Kayfabe, anything? I, I don't I think Rich Holland shouldn't be in it. I think they should put Pete Dunn in it mm-hmm. just to get him some spotlight on the Mania card. Or take Sheamus out. Or take Sheamus out. Right. Um but yeah, I I think it just again putting a new day on the card just and Sheamus just to get him I, on the card. I could see Big E making a run in here to take out Butch doing something small. And a neck brace? Yeah, I could see him doing something small. I don't know. I think it's a little too soon. All right, gentlemen, I'm taking this one because I had this thing booked for a long time. Seth freaking Rollins versus Taba. <laughs> Vacant. Tibba's good. Tibba? He's, he's, he's up and coming. NXT guy. <laughs> Solid ring worker. Good promo. Tipper So anyway, Dude. here's what I'm thinking, gentlemen. Tell me where I'm wrong. I think the match starts. Vince McMahon might come out. He might not. 
Well, let's say he does. Your opponent is gonna be my son, Shane. <laughs> here comes the money. Out he comes, dancing, jucking, jiving. He gets in the ring. Seth could either beat him or Shane can make halfway down the ramp when cue Cody Rhodes' music. Out comes Cody. Hopefully Vince is there. Do a little look into each other's eyes. Like, I'm here now, Big Daddy. They go in. They have a hell of a match. Seth has had to take the L, I feel. And then we go off to the pay winner, baby. Everybody happy. WrestleMania <laughs> not won. My son taking on my protege. <laughs> Seth Rollins, baby. Nikki Kayfabe, where am I wrong on this? <laughs> Uh, I don't think you are with the rumor that Shane is going to be in Dallas. Baby, I had that call from, I told you, I told you he was going to come. I, you can't after, fire, you got to fire your own son. Yeah, after Shane was rumored to go to AEW, he's going to They want die. Vince out there with his son, and I'm going to be out there with mine in spirit, baby. <laughs> How do you think you get rid of Shane knowing that aspect? Uh, see, that's the hard part. And also, I don't think Shane's going to get booed. That's the problem. The person that comes out. like will get booed. Because they're expecting Cody. I, I get it, but if he's people gonna really going to boo Shane. Yes, because they're expecting I, Cody. PJ, I've never seen Shane booed in my lifetime. Well, baby, you weren't back, back, right, back there at the Royal Rumble, baby. The whole Roth would be booing him. <laughs> the put Rock him, was, Put himself at number third to eliminate everybody. What's the matter with you, The Shane? Rock was booed. <laughs> I seen The Rock booed. Yeah, I yeah I saw these guys booed in 1999. I haven't seen Shane no, booed since he No, The Rock was booed in like 2009. Baby, they boo anybody. With Roman, with the Roman thing. Oh, so. oh, that's true. They said, there's no way. Then they threw a soda cup in the ring. Not nine, like 18. Wow, nine. Holy yes, shit. Yes, it was. It was Well, it wasn't 2009. It was like 2013. Yeah. Right there. Baby, you guys got to order a calendar. <laughs> Need an omen. Next, we have Charlotte Flair takes on Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Francis, this is your territory. What's what? going on here? <laughs> Why the fuck is this my territory? Because you love the female athletes, baby. Yeah. You're a big fan of the wrestling. Charlotte's done a great job. Wow. Say that again? I, I never t say Charlotte doesn't do a good job. I just say she got big feet. It's the only thing I make fun of her for. Baby, and her, a, lot, a lot of people pay a lot of money for those feet, baby. And them, and them fucking body suits, the Power Ranger suits. I can't stand those either. But Charlotte's done great with this. Um, She's played the heel role perfectly. Her promos have been great. Her side of it, I'm very excited for. But then on the other hand, you got Ronda Rousey, who could be the worst female promo. What? Nah, fuck it. That's not even fair. Why do we have to say women anyway? The worst promo in the WWE. Not only doesn't she sound like she doesn't give a shit that she shouldn't be there or whatever the fuck her problem is, she doesn't even sound legitimate. And she's the only person that could probably take every female in the back and twist their arm up their ass. It's fucking sad that you let her go out there and embarrass herself every week instead of, oh, I don't know, have her stop speaking. Oh, I don't know, grab a fucking manager of some sort. Call Harvey Whippleman up. Get somebody. Are you kidding me? What's Kurt Angle doing? He's sitting there recording a podcast about TNA days. Get him over here to deal with something. It's fucking bullshit. I, I, I have heard her promos have not been... Ideal. The, uh, idea. Hey, Fabes, they sound like it's almost like she's reading it off a script in like the back. 
to see yeah. how it sounds in person. And, like, she's trying different things in every sentence. It's horrendous. It doesn't even sound close to real. I'm I surprised because I thought she, she was a lot better, I guess, her in her first run. Because she barely I, spoke. I think the problem is the way she's being presented, the way they're asking her to present herself. She always has to be out there smiling. Vince wants her to be the smiley baby face. And we've all seen enough of fucking Ronda Rousey's real-life thoughts on real-life shit. She ain't no babyface. She's a heel, motherfucker. 100%. If they, if you wanted to heel and babyface switch right now, you turn Ronda a heel and you turn fucking Becky back to babyface. So, so who goes over here, man? I think they want to keep Ronda around, so I'm going to assume Ronda does. I can see this going either way. I'm not convinced one way or the other. I'm not know. convinced Ronda yeah, wins either. I don't know either. what Ronda's deal is. I mean, I could see... Either or, but I could see Ronda also pulling this one out. I don't. It depends if she's working. If she's working, I see her winning. If she's not, obviously I see her losing and then coming back next year at the Rumble and doing the same shit with Becky Lynch because they're the most uncreative writing bunch they could come. They are. I'm sorry, the most uncreative writing people you fucking have in a room. They're just gonna repeat the same fucking idea anyway, which makes no sense. It's bullshit. And so. Also, again, the storyline sucks. I don't know which way this match is going. I would guess Charlotte beats her easily with the way it's been presented. And so that will bring an end to the official matches of night one. But then there's a main event. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to me, Pat! Tell me what it is. Tell me what I'm missing because of that selfish piece of shit. Look at him. He's smiling at me. He's smiling at me. You see that man? He hasn't smiled in 19 fucking years. Fuck you. Give it to me, Pat. It's going to be the KO show. What? Kevin Owens guest. What? The Texas Rattlesnake. What? The baddest man on the planet. What? The world's toughest son of a bitch. What? He's coming back, boys. Is he coming to wrestle? Is he coming to fight? I don't know. But a war machine is coming to town. And his name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Before we go to Francis, Kayfabe, what are your thoughts on this? I'm looking forward to it. Fuck you. You, you, you drip with insincerity. I am. I'm looking forward to it. I think but it's not a- enough to get your ass on a plane. I'll go right now. I'll book it. He won't. Well, gentlemen, let's not get it I lost I might just here. go myself now just to spite him even more. I would respect the shit out of that. <laughs> I hope your, your plane life. goes down. <laughs> oh, God. We, I, we can't undersell the importance of this. I mean... Austin has been back. He's done things before. He was the referee, very famously, in the Battle of the Billionaires. Mm-hmm. He was the referee in that very famous Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler match. Goldberg, uh, fucking Goldberg Lesnar. He's he was on Piper's Pit one year. You know, he's yeah. done some things. That was a fucking. But event. they're pushing this as he's really he's here. He's here to do something. He's here to do a couple of things beyond just a running. And if they disappoint me, Francis, as they're prone to do. Because WWE's disdain for their audience is legendary. And the joy that he gets out of blue-balling his audience on the regular is, again, legendary. If they give me Austin for a 7-minute, 8-minute brawl where he's bumping, I, I almost think if he is not in his tights and in his boots, I'm not sure I'm going to be satisfied. I'm not sure I'm going to be satisfied if he comes out in anything less than the vest Black trunks, black boots, black wrist tape, fucking the two knee braces. That's what I need to see to be satisfied <laughs> you with think, this. You don't, what about the jean shorts? That doesn't do it for you? I don't want them. I got a question for you. Go ahead. You see that man to your right? Yeah. You love that man? I do. Do you want him to exist 
<coughs> Do you want him to exist past this Sunday on this earth that we live on? Are you implying you'll kill him if this actually becomes a real match? Let me tell you something. If Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out in those fucking tights, <laughs> Nikki K. Fabes is dead. I hope it's recorded. I'll go to jail for it. I don't care. I will fucking kill him. Kill him. Kill him! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Owens is uh, going over here. <laughs> there you he, go. He's going to stun him and just walk out. You mealy mouth son of a bitch. Fuck it. That'll be it. So, look. I haven't got... seen. I'll put it this way, PJ. I haven't seen a promo this good in 19 years. I said it last week when he said, you mealy mouth son of a bitch. Why'd you want to find me, Kevin? And I'm watching the media stuff that he's doing, and he's not talking about it like it's a fucking work. Like, he's not saying... He's oh. going there to fuck him up? Yeah, he's like, well, you know, if I was going to come back, it had to be for something good. And, you know, you got this guy, Kevin Owens, talking shit about me. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's... You know, he blurs the line. Not enough to make you feel stupid uh, that he's talking about it, but Austin knows uh, how to sell a match. He's selling this. He knows he Texas. does. He does know how to sell a match. This is his sure. goodbye to the fucking... I think this is the last time we see him in that fucking ring doing something of significance, of any significance. Stunnering. I think this is the last stunner. I really do. The last or, stunner is going to be on Vince McMahon. Doc. They're going to prop his body up if they need to. I want the doc. I want the doc leading up to this. The camera following around for three weeks. And then I heard Ring Crew Radio wasn't going to be there. <laughs> Fuck, imagine. All right, so that'll, that'll be a close to night one. I'm excited. That's what watching. they say. I wonder if it's still the close. I'll it be better not. If you fucking bring Steve Austin back He's and he not come on last. Vince, with all due respect, I'm not coming back to jerk the <laughs> I'm not coming back to jerk the curtain. <laughs> I want to be out there. Out <laughs> there. <laughs> Since he's come back, I think your presentation's gotten better. Cause you just, yeah. <laughs> you get more and more ridiculous. So then we're going to move into night two. This is Sunday night, the traditional night of WrestleMania. And if, if Wikipedia is correct, and I have no reason to believe that they are, <laughs> Queen Selena and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and yeah, Liv that's Morgan on the card. versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Apparently, this might open the show. It's listed at match one. I think, gentlemen, we have here the hodgepodge. Let's get the girls on the card. Oh, this is... Let's do people, something with people them. People are bitching heavy about Sasha. I'm about to bitch heavy about Natalia because this is two <laughs> years in a row. This little heart has pol politicked her way into somehow a 40-minute disaster. Last year, I watched her wrestle two nights. It was over an hour of her shitty work. Now, tomorrow or Sunday, I got to watch a girl no. with a mask. It's ridiculous. He's complaining about Sasha. You're complaining about Natalia. I'm complaining. not complaining about I'm Sasha. I'm going to complain about Shayna Baszler, who deserves a lot better than she's getting. That's what they're saying about thing. Sasha. She deserves better. Well, when she's you want your girl star, Becky yeah. in every fucking main event, and she already beat her, and you want Charlotte in every other main event, where does Shayna Baszler fit in the picture? Apparently right above the next <laughs> match, which was Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. See, anything goes, You know match. what? Sami Zayn has been selling the shit out of this. So. I agree. I'm excited. I think Sami Zayn has been doing some great stuff. Um, and uh, you got to commend him for the work he's been doing for sure. So Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, um, I, you know, Knoxville's gonna win. They're this. gonna do gimmicks. I bet the Legos are gonna make an appearance. I swear to God, if the Legos come out, they'll be looking. No, at the whole Jackass crew is gonna be there. Oh, oh he's yeah, probably, yeah, gonna fuck them all up. Hopefully, Johnny he's gonna Knoxville throw them off. Go I got him getting thrown off the stage. I, Knoxville getting thrown off the stage. Really? I think you need to get Sammy some heat here. I think Knoxville's one-upped him too many times. So now that wrestler actually has to win this so he doesn't right. look like a buffoon. Yeah. But on the right. other side of it, Sammy Zayn's character arc, it would make sense for him to lose because then he has another conspiracy. Right. 
Like, I could imagine him going to the top of the stage to do something to Knoxville, and then a sound plays or some shit, which makes him fall off the stage. They, the conspiracy continues, you know? So go either way. So anyway, yeah, I don't think it really matters who wins that one. To be I think it's going to be entertaining. I think, yeah, That's for shit, you, They're, they're going to give you something. So this next match, let me pitch another wild theory. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, the first most over Austin at this event. Do you think? <laughs> do you think it's possible? Cody Rhodes makes a second appearance and costs Austin Theory his match to fuck with Vince. To, to fuck, fuck with Vince. Vince. Huh, Yo, I I think you well, got a storyline. You destroyed my father's legacy. He built NXT. You shit on that. You put him in polka dots. Oh my god! Imagine they what, actually do let it. Be. We need something. And Give then us get, something. And then SummerSlam, wow. you get yeah. Cody Roman. Roman representing the. He fucking... building up to thing. He'll do a short thing with Theory. Oh yeah. You know, take on Sheamus as a bridge. Sheamus is Sheamus always loves a bridge. Doing the, he loves doing the dirty work. <laughs> big should, Irish goon. You know what? I'm petitioning it right now. RCR, back me up here. In Ireland, we need to name a bridge after Sheamus. He is the bridge. It's called Lobster Head Bridge. Jeez, it's a shame for that. That's a, see, that's Lobster a, Head. That's a good fucking story there. Yeah, Brad Book. It's not fucking right. You could even Sox. do Cody versus Shane at one point. Oh, yeah. You, 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 got, that. you got six pay-per-views here lined up. It, if they do it right, but knowing them, they'll job him out on Raw the next night, leave him in a pool of his own blood, and turn him <laughs> heel on SmackDown, and that's the end. Kill it. And just and snuff it out. Dye your fucking hair black. He, I'm sure he has some say in what he wants to do. I guess we'll see. So what do we think? Yeah. Who's going over here? Pat McAfee or Austin Theory? I think McAfee does. I, I think Really? The, yeah, I think Theory Theory's a star. Theory needs a win here. He gotta do something. No, but then again, Theory pinned the IC title Theory's, on fucking Monday. Yeah, he Theory's also got though. fucked up by Brock. Theory's been that's so true. hot and cold lately with his wins and losses. But But that's what he should could, be. He's a rookie. I could see I could see McAfee doing something here. I could, too, solely for the fact that McAfee sells. I think they probably saw some type of fucking influx from him doing shit. And I don't know. I think if, if the money's right and you're making money off of it, you could get two pay-per-views out of this. Why the fuck not? But I wouldn't do it right away. I'd save it to, like, SummerSlam because then you build the whole interpromotional thing and say, yeah, next time I'll see you is in August or whatever the hell it is. They, they, you could do a lot with this, I think. And Theory's not going to go after a title tomorrow anyway, so... But then again, there raises the question, which the match we'll talk about later kind of leads to this too. There might be a belt opening up with a tournament or something like that. That's where you make a kid like this look good. So he could lose this match and have no real effect on him because you got all that other shit with the belt coming. I don't soon. think they should do any. I think that I wish they just keep one. And it's not going to happen. They can't I, help I, themselves. I think they will for a while. Well, we'll talk about that, as our man Mulligan says. We'll get to that. <laughs> Next up, we have a triple threat tag team match. For the Raw Tag Team titles, RK Bro, take on the Street Profits, take on the Alpha Academy. Gentlemen, another hodgepodge is thrown together. I'm not very excited. I, I, I wasn't thrown together. Can Randy, can Randy Orton turn heel? Well, actually, can fucking Riddle turn heel here and let's do it? The um, the term hodgepodge isn't fair here because they have been built. I will say this. On Raw, they have been trying to build up the tag division. They had them have a banger match four weeks ago now. I saw it, Brian. And, uh, but, but like you say, they had a banger match. So but that wasn't do with it the again? Street Profits. Street Profits was replaced uh, Rollins and Owens. Right. So, because they were pissed off they weren't in the match. Ah. And at the time, I think they were actually hurt or something. So now they brought them back for this. But I, I like this. Um, 
Hopefully Montez Ford has a nice spot in this match. You really got to cement him becoming a star because I think that kid's talented as hell. And I hate to say it, we all know who's going to be the Marty Jannetty in that one. So it's time think, to make him look Gable good at a mania. Been, I think Gable's been doing some really good stuff too. The two so. of them have. It's yeah. a shame that they're so small because in reality, it's two Olympic wrestlers that could toss you in your fucking head. And if you booked them correctly and Kurt Angle managing them, this would be an amazing thing. Yeah, they got. Instead, gotta, you gave him a stupid catchphrase, shoosh, or whatever the fuck he says. It's, it's smart. This is a way to use your legends, and Angle would be perfect. Here. Angle would have been perfect. Get them serious, slap them, do the same thing. That, you know what? They want to copy everything you do. Do the same fucking thing. Have Regal come in there, have him do that stupid shoosh bullshit, and, Re and Regal, sorry, Angle slaps the living shit out of him. And makes him into a fucking... That's what you should do. Yeah, well, it's a little late for that, but... It's the one thing that I will say AEW does better. They, they use legends in yep. certain aspects. Yep, yep. They do. They know 100%. how to use people that the fans have goodwill with. To their credit, they also... I mean, to their... Detriment. De de detriment. Fucking, they also had Sting and a Moo Moo jumping off a fucking stage. So I don't know what to go with that. Ugh, I saw Sting last week. That Long boss. sleeve shirt. He's wrestling, and he's not even sunglasses, Steven. He's long sleet shirt. He's just taking fat, the fucking money. He is fat uh, kid move, at move. the pool sing. Uh, he's just move. taking the money. But anyway, next up we have Edge versus AJ Styles and what I'm sure is going to be a banger. I don't love the build here. Didn't it feel like all these Mania matches had very late build? Yeah, this had all of them. This one Except made no Romans. sense. It's like they didn't know what they were doing, and they had to scramble to get there. Four weeks ago, you had him do the first attack. Styles takes two weeks off. That's terrible. And if it was that time of year that he gets his vacation or whatever, that's terrible too. I mean, I work in an industry where May and June you can't take vacation. You can't have two weeks off in the Mania build. It doesn't make any sense. You want to keep him off for one week, that's fine. But at least have him shoot a video package from his fucking house or something. This build was Edge coming out to the Undertaker's lights. And, and again, I like the character change. It's something different. He gives a shit with everything he does. I'm sure he's going to have brand new gear when he comes out at Mania. He's going to try to make this a different version of Edge completely. Of course. And he's going to probably, within a couple months, be the second or third best heel in the company, naturally, because he just has that much talent, and most of these guys don't. So does Edge need to win here? Edge took a Edge fucking won that Rollins feud. Edge won the Miz feud. I think Styles needs this more than Styles anybody. I think Styles needs it, but Edge he lost the last couple manias, did he not? He lost to Roman, and, and he lost. He, no, he, he beat Orton. He beat Orton. He lost the second one to Orton. Okay. Yeah, so it's a toss up. I think Styles. I think Styles you need, needs it. Styles needs to be rejuvenated in a singles capacity. So very badly. Yeah. This has been two years of a waste, and I hate to use the term waste because obviously, if you watch AJ Styles, it's never a waste. But wasting AJ Styles this way for two years, yeah, it's crazy. So if you watched Raw, which I did while I was on the phone with the Half Flyer, they built this one with a week to go. Bobby Lashley versus Omos. I love it. I love it. Here's my prediction, K Faves. I think uh, MVP's got to make the jump from Bobby Lashley to almost. He needs it. Almost needs something. I don't think he's ready for the big stage. No, he's not. And that's the problem. I always felt booking those kind of big guys, it's tough. It's, it's tough. It's really but tough because I, you know what? who could beat them? But it, No, but that's not... If you get the right baby face in the right scenario, they can beat them. Yeah, but look at a guy like Strowman, right? He kind of was wandered aimlessly after he losing the belt. He kind of was in these 
lackluster feuds. The, Ro- Strowman was underneath dead. Guys. Underneath Strowman guys. Was, Strowman was dead four years before that because Strowman was dead when he never beat Roman Reigns. When he had a feud with Roman Reigns, he threw Roman Reigns off a of stretcher onto the floor, did every fucking gimmick they could, had sick builds, never could beat Roman Reigns. And at the time, he was the guy that should have beat Roman Reigns. I can see the MVP jump almost needs a mouthpiece. I can't understand what he's saying. So, you can't. You he, you piece of shit. He puts together a better promo than Ronda Rousey. At oh. least it sounds like it's him saying it. So, put a mouthpiece with Rousey, too. But at the same time. Put the same mouthpiece. We'll have a stable. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I think Lashley... Lashley's a monster. Squash him like a bug. And I, I never realized how beat him. I never realized how big almost was. And he's I know huge. I've been a big almost guy. But that's the problem. I when, really uh, don't know how you can use this guy. I don't. Uh, there was this guy once, right? I don't know if, if you, you know say who Kevin Nash, I'm gonna slap the shit or, out. No, of I'm gonna say Andre. I'm gonna say Andre. Oh my god, bro! You're telling me he has that much of a worse skill set than Andre? They both do the same shit. The difference is, is 30 years ago we weren't smart marks of the business, and we thought this big fuck was trying to kill Hulk Hogan, so we were into it. If you're telling me he doesn't We come, weren't born. I, <laughs> wrestling fans as a whole. I mean, yeah. Andre was probably portrayed a lot better. Andre was different. It Andre was the wasn't, fucking head. It was the fucking hands. Andre wasn't on the fucking raw underground getting exposed before he should have. Oh, or there you go. Enough. So there you go. That's a big part of so it. So they protected Andre? They no, booked I, him the right way? Well, Andre was also just signed later. It was a different. He was like a free agent signing at that point. He was big Andre? in Japan and everywhere else. Yeah, Andre well, he went, went. He went to all the territories. That's what I'm saying. But till he landed in uh, WWE. But I think it's a crazy comparison. But uh, for a variety of reasons that would take Similar too long size. to get into. Oh yeah, okay. They're both huge fucks. I'm can't saying understand right. them when they talk. Yes, I give and, you and, that. And huge fucks that can't do a lot of in the ring because Andre couldn't do a lot in the ring. But he would do the minor things that got guys over, like having somebody Different slam time him. and you want to see more now. You got guys like Big Show who can work. You got Compared guys to like him, yes. Kane and Big Show and uh, Undertaker who can work. He probably looks down at the Big Show. Just think about how he big might, of a human being but I, is. I just don't know if he's ready. I don't know what he's capable of doing. I haven't seen him do much of anything. I'm hoping they let him go 10 minutes and well, we, we find a diamond and, in the and, rough. And I don't think Bobby Lashley is the guy who's going to pull a good match out of no, this No, that's guy. the one Lashley, problem, too. He pulled a good match out of Goldberg, so. Twice. Goldberg doesn't need anyone to pull a good match out of him. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you both. You know who couldn't pull a good match out of him? Hunter. <laughs> he couldn't pull a good match out of him. Neither could Brock the first time. Neither could Brock. But other people did. They had a great match with The Fiend. It was tremendous. Sure, fuck yourself. And finally, the main event, gentlemen. It is being booked as the biggest match of all time, which on its face is an absurdity. <laughs> They've already wrestled five times, three times at Mania. It's going to be only Two. the third. It's going to be the only third trilogy in WrestleMania history. I think it's a big match. I think it's the biggest match they're capable of having right now, which is not the best. Uh, they should put ju- an asterisk. Know. Next to the biggest match of all time, and then underneath put that we can have now. <laughs> right. Because that's well, really I what think it is. Wor- anyway, it's Ro- it, yeah, it's Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, versus Brock Lesnar, the WWE Champion. And I'll just say my piece, and I'll turn it over to you gentlemen. I think Roman's taking this. I think he needs to take it. I don't know how much more Brock we're getting. I think Brock deserves a lot of credit for totally revamping his character and becoming a Southerner somehow. <laughs> how someone from Minnesota has become a cowboy. is Saskatoon. Saskatoon, now he lives in Canada. Only he can be a Southern Canadian from Minnesota. He's the only one. Hmm. 
So he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done. He's really changed his character. I think Roman takes it. I think Brock is going away for a while. The only issue I have with the match as a whole is Brock and Heyman should really feel more heat than it has. And I just, I don't feel the heat because I think now we know him and Heyman are boys. This is all for show. It's like when one PJ Stackpole turned on Mike Vernon, they still came to the venue in the same car. Gotta <laughs> feed the Jew. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, it's not, it doesn't tickle me too much, but it is the biggest match they're capable of having, and they don't let down too often. There's going to be a lot of good match. There's going to be a lot of good spots, but I think Roman is taking it, and I think they're going to elevate him. They're going to say God mode. They're so edgy, WWE. They love saying shit they hear online. God mode from the incels of the Reddit community. He's going to be in God, God, God the mode. incels of the Reddit community. Guys, God mode. I bought the shirt. Okay. So, so, so did Blackjack. Did he? Yeah, we got him. Right. I would have called you up and see if you wanted one, but I figured we'd buy them at Mania together. So that was my, that's my read, Francis. What say you? All right. This is a big match. As you said, it's nowhere near the biggest match of all time, but we also didn't realize the biggest matches of all time were the biggest of matches of all time until probably three or four years after the fact because you realize nothing could probably top that and nothing was as significant as that. So it's hard to scale it now, but I don't think our opinions are going to change much. But there's a reason for that. The build to this match has been very good. What would have made it great is if it was a little less eh, predictable. I knew in September that Brock and Roman was the Mania main event because they let it leak to the dirt sheets. Because they let that happen. For what reason, I don't know. But if you had Brock on Raw for a few months, you know, dominating Raw like he did for the past, I don't know, seven years before he was off for two years... I think it would have made more sense. I think it would have worked better for this because then it would have been two legitimate champions who have been unstoppable on each of their brands finally colliding because there's nothing left for either of them to do. On the other hand, this just seems forced. The title win seemed forced. You knew it was happening once he was in that chamber. I'm not going to say I didn't like the chamber match. I thought the way they constructed it was well done. But there was no surprise there. There was no nothing. And if at least you had Brock booked as a WWE champion for the last seven months, just destroying people, dominating Raw like he used to, this match would have much more significance than it does. This has been a one-brand feud. Most of the shit has happened on SmackDown outside of this week. And you can't call it this interpromotional biggest match ever when it's really not. What say you, kayfabe? Well, the tagline is obviously because of the unification, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever did that on Mania, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's so the first. This is why they're branding it as that with the two biggest stars that they have. And rightfully so. They should brand it like that. It, it, I, I think on the downside of that, saying that it's the biggest Mania match of all time is going to obviously have people that are going to have their two cents and be let down by it and all this shit. You could get away with that shit in like 1999 because yeah. the internet wasn't around. Now that the internet exists, you can't yeah. make a statement no, like that. No, you can't. Because these motherfuckers are going to be roasting and you every day. I think that I, I, I agree with PJ with the, the Heyman hasn't felt uh, as an integral part of this as he should be. Him and Brock were together for, what, 20 plus years. So the fact that he turned on him and it kind of went a little sour except with the MSG show. They did the thing with him getting Paul in the Grabbing in the his corner. face, trying yeah. to squeeze him like a grape. Paul's definitely taking something at Mania. Oh, yeah. I think they're waiting. They're obviously waiting for it. Um, 
I think, and me and you talked about this, I think Friday they have to do the pull apart. I've been begging. Give me a pull apart. I've been begging for it on church. I've been praying every week. I think think we need it. I need an 80-man pull apart. I'm going to kill you. You're going to have to. I I think Roman finally, you know, pushes him to the limit, pokes the bear a little, and you you get a nice pull apart. To end a SmackDown. real nice pull apart. Send oh, out the jobbers. Over under five suplexes Usos take as a tandem on Friday. I say less than that. Six. Under. Okay. Oh, and PJ's got the over. Let's see what happens I on say Friday. Under. I don't know if the Usos even get involved that I much. hope they don't. This I match hope doesn't need them enough no. already. I hope I'd have that Brock the Usos run out there in that tag match and fuck them both I up. got one for you. The, you have the two of them in the ring. You keep the Usos out. The Usos try to go out, and then the fucking Shinsuke and uh, Boogs come out and get them from behind as revenge for a couple weeks ago when they did that shit to them to start their feud. Sign me, Vince. I'll book your whole show. I make a lot less than your head writer right now. I promise. I'm not college educated. We don't make that much money. <laughs> Hook it up. Book the whole show. So, gentlemen, that's night one and night two of Mania. It's hard to believe that Vince McMahon has made... Well, I guess it's not hard to believe. He's got a two-night pay-per-view now. Soon this enough, it's going to be a week. It's going to be Mania week. It actually is yeah. now. It's WrestleMania Monday, WrestleMania, WrestleMania Friday. Friday. Yeah. Fuck. It's amazing what he's done. I mean, he's not going to stop. He's not going to stop until he's I doing the I need the week. Until he does it on the moon. I need the month. <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> it's out of this world. <laughs> Are you writing this down, Kevin? What would Je- what would Jesse Ventura say to that? We've never been to the moon before, <laughs> and we're not going to be there now. <laughs> it's a scam. It's <laughs> so good. I would trust Vince getting us there more than NASA. (laughs) (laughs) This is some stupid, goofy shit, Jesse. I I totally forgot. Why does his head shake? I I totally forgot that he even hates the moon. (laughs) I just wanted you to do his voice in general. It's made of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Fuck you, Ventura. (laughs) That's not nice. Fucking. Fuck him. He's crazy. And the government brought down the trade center. Shut up. Get oh, a he's full on? Get oh. a grip. What else is he Go into? Go take a fucking bath. Is he flat earth? He's everything. Because, you know, these conspiracy people, they have to believe them all. They can't just believe they, one They can't two. go one. They got to jump in the pool. Do you think Stevie Wonder could see? I don't, Francis. I know you. I, I, I think. I think I've said this on this podcast before, and I could. this could be a totally ignorant statement. I think he's what they call legally blind. Which does not mean walking around in perpetual darkness. So he's not like Daredevil. Right. I think he's got tremendously impaired vision. Now, does that mean he can't see a single thing? He can't see lights? He can't see... You know, I don't know. I don't know to what level he can see. But I was never under the impression that he was hand in front of your face, dark. There's only one way to find out. (laughs) I'm going to run up. You got to run up and slap him. Like he's at the Oscars. And that's how you go full circle, that's folks. That's how you close the story now. Look at that. Folks, we hope you enjoyed our WrestleMania coverage. And please follow us at Ring Crew Radio. Follow me at High Flyer RCR. Follow PJ at PJ Stack RCR. And don't even bother with that other asshole. He's just going to let you down in the end anyway. <laughs> at Nikki Kayfabe RCR, if that's your type of thing. And I'm going to do my best to get Frank Cliff to go live after Mania, but it's never easy. I can tell you, I can tell the folks now, 
There's a 1% chance that's happening. By that point, he's too high. He's too No, he'll be wired six on hours, Six hours. It's okay, not a six-hour it, show. It's always a six-hour show. And I'll tell you what. If Steve's the main event, maybe I'll be a little bit wired. You have a shot. But Kayfabes isn't allowed here for the mania, so, so I don't know how we're going to record. what I'm thinking, Steve. We got to put Kevin over. He's going to stun you. What? He's going to leave you a broken shit. <laughs> Did you guys see his new shirt? Yeah, Vince's Vince's, new shirt? Yeah. Some people say I'm an asshole. Congratulations. <laughs> ridiculous. That was your Vince impression? It's ridiculous. I couldn't do it good. I don't know what I was doing. It was like Jesse Ventura and Vince, and I'm fucking in a kaleidoscope. It was terrible. Oh, All right, folks. Enjoy your week. We're out of here. Okay, Fabes, take me home. He might just say he's going to and then just back out at the last minute like a piece of shit. <laughs>